Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome, world, to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept of money and breaks it down into itty-bitty pieces so I can understand it better, and hopefully you can too. Today, we're going to talk about money minimalism. Money minimalism is the practice of using money with purpose and means to an end. In other words, you're not just going out for money for the sake of money. You have a specific purpose for that money, and you keep it pretty simple in the grand scheme of things. So let's get into it. First of all, we want to set some priorities. Money is a means to an end and not the goal. The goal is not to collect as much money as possible. I know there's some people in the world that would like to have a lot of money, but for the minimalist, they're going to be looking at it more as how much do I need to be happy at the least amount, right? I don't need to collect it indefinitely. I mean, we all want more money, but how much do I need to make what I want to do happen going forward, right? This is a a mental and physical well-beings are our requirement, right? So, I mean, mentally, how much money do I need to feel safe and secure? And then, you know, from a physical well-being, you know, am I covering all my essentials and whatever wants that I have value for in my life? And then how does that work out in the big scheme of things? Not just collecting money for the sake of money, right? Relationships tend to be more important. People around me, my family, my friends, my inner circle tend to be more important for me. And maybe I want money to take care of them, whether that's in helping them with their essentials or some of their wants, or maybe just doing something nice for them on a regular basis. But it's not to excess, right? You just want to make sure that you have enough to take care of what you need Plus, maybe take care of some of theirs. So, relationships are very important. When you see someone, you don't see what I, what I, what can I get from them. You tend to be more, how do I collaborate with them, and how can I reward our relationship going forward? And it may not even include money, right? It could be just giving hugs. But at the same time, you're keeping that in mind. Relationships are more important than money, certainly. Your happiness comes from within and not what you can buy. I mean, a lot of us think that if we have enough money and we can buy enough things, that those things are going to make us happy. But what ends up happening is we get those things. We work really hard, or maybe we spend more than we can to get those things. And then we find out after the honeymoon period or the newness wears off, as it were, that we're no longer happy. And, and the reason why is because happiness really needs to come from within. You have to be happy first. How do you be happy first? Well, you have to understand yourself and love yourself first and not think that money is going to solve that problem for you. Typically money, I know you've seen a lot of uh, stuff on movies and shows. Sometimes money can add to a lot of complexity. It's kind of like kids, right? I mean, if you, if you want somebody to love you more, you don't have a kid with them because that just adds a lot of complexity. Well, money will do the same thing, right? If there's a lot of money involved and you don't have similar philosophies with your inner circle, your partner, your friends, and your family then you'll find out you're going to start to alienate people. So you have to keep relationships on top and make sure that happiness is coming from within you. So this is a mindset of thinking, you know, what is it that truly makes me happy and understanding that happiness gets generated from you. And then the money is just a tool that you use to be able to meet your requirements, your demands, your quality of life that you're you're putting out there for it, right? So I know it's a pretty heavy concept, but it's one you need to really think about because some people think the more money I have, I should be happier, right? Or if this person loves me, then I'll, I'll be happier. 
But that's not really how it works. And money is just another way that that works. And I mean, in relationships as well, you need to have good relationships with people, whether you're poor or rich. Because I think you're going to find the relationship is going to be the same, if not more strained, when you have more money. Some of the philosophy is, and, and, and something I like to think of myself as, is more, I'm more of a function before fashion type of person. Now, I've been called by younger folks as being basic, and I didn't really know what that term meant, so I kept prodding and asking some questions. It's, it's because I don't want to think about the t-shirts I'm going to put on. So I, I tend to be more of a minimalist in the fact that you know, wearing a different shirt or wearing the right brand doesn't mean as much to me. Now, I understand I'm an older guy. And that that wasn't always the case, but you have to kind of find that balance within yourself, right? If you need money to have your persona to be a certain way, then, you know, maybe minimalism is not for you. And I'm not saying it's for everybody, by all means, you have to find your own level. This is still very personal. It's at a money level. So for me, you know, being frugal is cool. I like the fact that I don't want to pay full price for anything, or I don't have to think certain, you know, about certain things too much. Right? But I will pay top dollar for some of my electronics and tools I use on a day-to-day basis or what I use for podcasting or for singing or writing music or for my job because I think quality over quantity is a big deal. Right, When I buy something, I expect it to work and I want it to work you know, in the same way every time. I don't want to keep tinkering with it. Now, when I was younger and had more time, I love tinkering with things. So that's probably why I'm more in the Apple ecosystem more than the Google. I know Google has more options. A lot of people are, you know, oh man, we got more options or we've been doing this much longer. The fact of the matter is for somebody like me, I go for something that just works. I don't want to think about it. You know, I've got other things I want to do in this life and I, I don't want to think about my technology necessarily. So I'm willing to pay more for it. I understand it comes at a premium and sometimes I'm willing to pay for it. Sometimes I wait for it. You know, if I have the AirPods Pro, I mean, I get the AirPods Pro 2 right away. I mean, let them come down and go on sale and as we get closer out, but we can talk about that. So function before fashion for me, is what I'm buying worth the cost? Well, I mean, that's a personal question. We talk about value and then I'm willing to spend for it mostly because, you know, maybe I have the means to do it, but I don't always want to pay full price, even even if I have the money for it. So it's a little game I like to play with myself, functional for fashion. It's it's part of being frugal. It's part of being a minimalist, right? I don't want to buy extra things. I don't want to buy things and just store them somewhere. I don't want I don't want something I don't want to go to the fair and win that big stuff bear because I know it's just gonna sit in the corner. You know, but if my if my wife or my daughter or anybody else wants it, then by all means I'm I'm willing to go throw some baseballs at some bottles to knock them down for that bear. But I digress. So function before fashion and quality over quantity. You know, for me, I don't want a whole bunch of something. I just want the things around me to work. And then the other mindset is not adding. You know, it's not always net new on top of kind of thing. Usually it's replacing. When we want to replace a phone, you know, maybe I keep a phone for four or five years and then I replace it. I don't necessarily have to go to get the latest and greatest one as long as it's meeting the needs of what I want. Right. And that's what it comes down to the mindset. That's why you have to have your priorities set up front. And if you want that widget and it checks the boxes for you, then by all means, it's worth the value that you're going to want for it. But don't just add it because it's emotional. Don't just add it because it's bright and shiny at the moment. We want to make sure it has purpose in our life and hopefully more than one purpose going forward. So 
The other thing about the money minimalist, you know, which I consider myself one, is simplified money tools. There are tons of tools out there. I've even done an episode on that, so go check that out. But there's tons of tools out there that will help you. There's Mint. There's there's all kinds of budgeting softwares. There's spending plans, and you know, they'll help you track your money. I saw this other one that Rocket something. Now it's going to take care of all of your financial needs all in one app, and that's all finding good. But at the end of the day, for me, I just want to keep it simple. So I do that with spreadsheets, you know, and maybe even notebooks. I mean, my wife likes to use a notebook and do it analog style, right? She'll keep a, a register that way. We don't even use the old registers anymore. I prefer spreadsheets. That's that's more my comfort. I have an IT background. I love Excel. It does all kinds of cool things. And so that's the, the method I choose for. And I already owned it, right? I didn't have to go out and buy something new. Again, that frugal mentality kind of coming in. The other thing is minimizing your credit cards. You know, I have one debit card, I have two credit cards, I have one business credit card, but no store credit cards. You know, every time you walk up to a counter these days, it seems like, hey, do you want a discount? I'll give you 10% off if you get this department store credit card. You got to just say no. Remember, it's in the discipline. We're going to keep it simple. We want to keep our money system simple. And we want to make sure that we're doing, you know, consistent things on an ongoing basis. So we don't have to think too much about it. I mean, once you have your money system in place, you may only have to spend an hour or two in a month. You know, you, it, it's, you don't want to design it to be so complicated where you're constantly having to track it. I mean, don't, don't check your stocks every day, that kind of stuff. I mean, once a month for me is enough. Just make sure that you're keeping track of that on a regular basis. Now, what I do often do, because I have been a victim of identity theft, is I do keep track of every transaction. So on my spreadsheet, I will actually have a tab for each one of my credit cards or any way that I'm going to use my money or my accounts. And that's simply because it's a, it's a check and balance for me. It also helps my wife and I kind of stay lockstep in where the money's being spent and how and on what card. And we definitely have different reasons why we're using those cards. I mean, those cards are there to serve us, in our opinion. That's the way I look at it, is that you know, if, if I'm going to use your product, what do I get in return? Not just the ability to, to buy something, because, I mean, there's a lot of products out there to do that. But if I can get cashback rewards, which is important to me, or if you like to travel, maybe you want some mileage, look into it. Make sure you, you read the T's and C's, you know, the terms and conditions, and you understand how it works. Make sure that they're not going to re- expire on you too quickly, that kind of stuff. So that's why I want to keep my credit cards to a minimum because I understand what I got with each one, right? One, if I travel international to do the conversion fees for me, it's all part of the process, right? And I do get some cash back on it. I have another card that does cash back, but it does it at more dining establishments and when I get gas. And yes, I still have one vehicle that gets gas. The other one I, I charge at night. So as we're transitioning through that. So understand what you're getting for the products that you're using. I mean, and, and then keep it at a minimum. And if you need to replace one, you need to really challenge yourself on why do I need that extra card? You know, it's not because you save 10% at the counter when you did one purchase. That is not a reason to get a credit card. In my opinion, everybody's going to be different. And I understand that, you know, some people have tons of credit cards. They do travel hacking and do some other things. So, I mean, you be you, but at the same time, this is about minimalism. I want to keep it as simple as possible. So if anybody has to come in and kind of look over my shoulder, hopefully it becomes very apparent very quickly, Right. Make sure you keep track of your transactions because if you ever have something happen where you lose a card or, or somebody takes your identity, you want to make sure that you're keeping on track of that. And then finally, 
monitor your credit. I mean, I don't care if you're, if you're going to be a minimalist or not. If you choose not to be a minimalist, you're going to have to spend a little bit more time with this. You need to go look at your open accounts, at least on a quarterly basis, to make sure that they are your accounts and that someone hasn't opened up anything on your behalf and has been using your name and credit to make purchases because that's going to be a nightmare. I can tell you from experience that uh, it takes hardly any time to open an account, but it takes very long time sometimes to dispute things and get them closed out and get your name cleared. And you just don't want to go through that. So monitor your credit, make sure that what's on there is what you need. And and I would even take it a step further. I, I, I totally recommend for most people, my family included, that they freeze their credit. And the reason why I say that is because people, it's much harder to open something in your name because they're going to reach out to you and say, Hey, you have a freeze on your credit card. I mean, are you the one trying to open this account? And if the answer is no, then you're going to be thankful that you did it. It costs you nothing. You create an account at the three bureaus. That's Trans, uh, TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Create a free account and freeze your credit. I can't stress that enough. You don't want to be the victim of identity theft. So I digress. Money minimalism. Keep it simple, right? Make sure that you set the priorities. Understand what your money is doing for you. And don't let money drive you. Don't have these big concepts, oh, you know, I want this big house, but, but, but why do you want the big house? Make sure that you're doing it for a purpose and that, you know, you're not just wanting more money just for the sake of money. I mean, we all kind of want that, but really money in the end is just a, a means to an end, right? So it is what will get us where we want it to be, okay? Make sure you are taking care of your mental and physical well-being. That's a requirement. Make sure that you're happy. And that you keep your relationships the number one priority because people, people are, are what it's all about. And that's just my humble opinion. It's not about the money. You can be the richest person in the world and not have any friends. And that's, to me, that sounds like a miserable existence. So don't be that person, right? Function before fashion. Make sure that you are not paying top dollar for everything. You know, some people pride themselves maybe in doing that. But I think as you get older, that changes over time. Make sure you're going for timeless over trends, trends, you know, trends are going to change often. If you buy into those, it's going to be expensive because you're always going to be chasing the latest and greatest. Go for timeless. Make sure that you're buying things that are quality over quantity. Make sure you get to a point once you've reached your equilibrium and you have what you need that you're just replacing. You're not just simply adding things as you go, right? And then finally, simplify your money tools. You know, maybe just keep a spreadsheet or a notebook. But if you have a tool you like to use and, and you don't mind using it and it serves your needs, then by all means, please continue to use that. Keep your credit cards to a minimum and make sure that they're serving you, not just you using them and pay them off every month. Please pay them off every month. Keep track of every transaction simply because if something ends up on your on your transactions and you can't dispute it, sometimes you may have to end up paying for it and you don't want to do that. And finally, monitor your credit. So how do you approach money? Is, is minimalism a good approach for you? Or are you like, ah, Sean, that sounds way too boring. I want to have fun. You know, I want to go do these things. I'm telling you, I, I have fun. I just do it kind of in a very purposeful manner when it comes to my money because I don't want to keep chasing reward cards. I don't sign up for every, you know, app out there to save a buck on a, on a hamburger and all that kind of stuff. That's just not my style because I'm a minimalist. If you're a minimalist, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at Sean Townley at, uh, let's see, Sean Townley on LinkedIn. Thank you. Uh, I'm also Sean Townley 
uh, com. That's my website. And then you can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. Please email me. Uh, let me know what your system is. I'd love to hear about your systems, and I'd like to incorporate those. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Townly Money Basics. Goodbye, world.